We're going to go live now to England. Uh, this is what a treat this is. Thanks to Code Sports, our great friend uh, Daniel Journey joins us. G'day, Daniel. G'day, Jack and Joel. Good to be with you. Great to be with you, mate. Uh, tell us, um, I mean, you're up uh, there every day of this test match. Uh, tell us your emotions throughout it. Yeah, oh, look, it was captivating, really. It was uh, it was a real seesawing affair, I mean, it's just you have both seen and, and all the listeners would have seen and, and, and heard. Uh, you know, I, I think Australia were probably on the back foot for the most part. You know, they were really completely out of the chest and they had their moments. I think maybe, you know, when they had England two down uh, under lights uh, during that um, that stormy little stanza on day three, I thought maybe, maybe they were in the box seat. Uh, and then, you know, when they started the run chase well at number 61, I thought, oh, it, maybe that they, they have the, the edge here. But England just kept taking back wickets and, you know, regularly enough and, the moving partnerships in the bud and that run chase and uh, thought, oh, it's probably going to be a bit too hard here for the Aussies. It was sort of going to be a, a gallant enough defeat. But a uh, remarkable scene, clearly, with Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon there at the end getting it done. Just, um, you know, one of the great lower-order partnerships, really, in living memory. Uh, it was, it was well, not even living memory, ever, really. Um, in, in the circumstances, you know, they wrote a bit of luck, but just a, a remarkable win and... Uh, you know, what a, what a start to the Ashes, probably, particularly for Australia, who haven't won many close tests over the years. So to get, get it done like that is, uh, is, is a major achievement. Dan, you mentioned um, Australia were on the back foot for most of the test match. Who who was the main man to turn the tide, do you think, for Australia? Who was the man to sort of get, get the momentum swinging Australia's way? Well, I think, you know, it was McCollard was probably the bedrock of the Australian victory, you know, given his two scores, batted the whole five days, placed more than 500 balls. So, you know, I don't think Australia could have won this test without Usman Kawaja. So, you know, he was deservedly man of the match. But by the same token, I think, you know, when, you, when you're really talking about those who swung the momentum and, and who had the most telling impact in the final state or the, the key junctures at the final stages, I think you're probably looking at Pat Cummins and at Mason Lyon, yeah. um, you know, who obviously had two there at the end, clearly, but... Uh, probably particularly Cummins, you know, made a, a, took a, took one of the couple of wickets to fall on on day three in, in that um, in that little session that I mentioned earlier. Finished with four for the match. Took you know, made a really important thirty eight in the first dig as well, uh, and, and then finished followed up with um, with that match winning hand. And, and you know, just when Australia looked like they might almost be starting to play for the draw, he um, he took the game on and, and smashed Joe Root for those two sixes to, to turn the momentum and, and sort of put the game back on, you know, back in Australia's, Australia's terms and make it look like Australia were, were the hunter again rather than the hunter. Uh, and, and I think that was uh, crucial. And then, and then Lyon, uh, you know, took eight wickets for the match, um, four in the second, you know, four for, for not being in the second big tied England down a bit when, when they were threatening to, to, get, to get the run chase out of hand. And then, you know, for a guy who's not known for his batting um, at all, he uh, he really uh, did a great job there in the, in the final stages um, to support Cummins and played some beautiful shots of his own. So just a just a fantastic all round performance uh, on a, on a number of fronts, and um, I think those are the, the three biggest contributors. But you know, there were plenty of handy contributions. Alex Carey had an excellent Test match. Travis Head was an important fifty in the first inning. Cameron Cameron Green. Uh, had done, you know, was, had, had, some, had some handy moments too, as, as he tends to do. Great catch, some, you know, some handy runs and a wicket. Uh, you know, Josh Hazelwood bowled really well in the first year. Scott Boland, as, as the night, you know, didn't have a great test with the ball, but made some important runs um, and, and hung around as a night watcher. So, 
Look, there are a lot of good contributions for Australia, um, particularly given that um, the two best batsmen in, in Marnus Lovachan and Dave Smith barely contributed at all. Mm. Um, and how have the uh, how have the problems press taken it, mate? Um, quite well, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look as you as you can expect, you know the top boys are uh, obviously um, you know, slashing it pretty heavily. Uh, it's a relatively quiet time of the year in the English sporting calendar, because of no football tournaments at the moment, um, and Wimbledon yet to have started. So I think the Ashes is, is you know for, for a sport that doesn't always dominate. Uh, here like it does in Australia um, I think it, it has captivated the imagination of, of, of the, the press and, uh, and the public so uh, yeah no, the, the, uh, mm. uh, they, you know, I think there is no clue the series isn't done yet so there's, um, there's some measured feedback but, uh, but certainly it was um, yeah, Ben Stoke's decision to declare has uh, come under some question Oh, yes, uh, well, that's that's right. I mean, does um, does baseball survive uh, according to the press? I mean, what, what how have they what have they written about this morning? Um, and what, what's their take on uh, the baseball that um, didn't come through with a win? I think opinions are split, um, and I think you know, in my, my view, you sort of right, you sort of have to take the good with the bad. Baseball, that's the best. It's an aggressive style of cricket, um, and you know, you, you, if if, if you sword, die by the sword, and, and I suppose you know, they live by the sword. You know, it's not for baseball. They don't make three ninety three on day one. They don't as well as they then or as aggressively as they did. You know, they don't, you know maybe they don't have the funky field things they got with larger at the first innings. Uh, you know, Joe Root probably as most quickly as he did in, the, in uh, the third innings and, and set that game up. And maybe he never gets down to a close finish because of the rain. But then, you know, on the, on the same token, it also kept the kept the door alive for Australia. It kept the door alive for Australia. I think in the end. England's field settings just way on day five of offensive. I thought, um, you know, they were doing well, but they had players have a few too many easy runs there, albeit on a pitch that wasn't uh, wasn't offering much assistance for the bowlers. So, I think that's the nature of baseball. You sort of, um, you know, it, it, it's best in scintillating, but uh, it is high risk, high reward, and and um, you know, they almost got there, but clearly that was the risk, and uh, they come up on the wrong side of it. Dan, we were talking to Rodney before and Alan Border. Um, would you make any changes to this team? Um, Scott Boland was one that was brought up with Alan. Does he survive going into Lords? Does he keep his spot? Obviously, Mitchell Stark was kept out of this team. Um, would you make any changes going into the next test at Lords? I think that's the only potential change would be Stark into Boland, and, and I think that would be there's a reasonable argument for it. I mean, they really did take the Boland. You know, he, he was, um, you know, went to more than six over I think in the first innings and more than five in the second that, that's pretty expensive uh, and you know if you're not taking regular wickets um, you know and tying um, and if you're going to that sort of those sort of runs then I suppose it's hard to hard to hold down your spot especially when you got, you're taking out a guy of the caliber of Mitchell Stark who's taken more than 300 test wickets and it also has the ability to we you know well, at that point of difference you know the, the, the cliche but also has the ability to, to knock over a tail and, and England's lower order um, sales that have lagged there, particularly on, on day four. So, look, you know, you have to wait and see the conditions and how everyone pulls up. Um, and, it, and, you know, it'd be, it'd be a tough decision to lose up all now because, you know, you had one one poor test of the ball on the back of seven or eight very good ones. And he's very, yeah, first time probably he's left Australia down with the ball. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think at this point, I, I, I probably give Stark the nod, but, you know, we're, we're still 
uh, a week or so out from it, and uh, there's a lot of more to be going to the bridge. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of uh, next week, uh, next Wednesday is the next test. Uh, what, do, what do you do between now and then? Uh, do we go out and see the nightlife of England, or, um, or, or how do you spend your next week, mate? Uh, maybe a little bit, but no, I don't think I'm anything too rowdy. Um, <laughs> heading to, um, yeah, heading off to uh, to London later today on the train from Birmingham. So, uh, sort of, um, you know, getting, packing and all that. Just uh, the uh, the rolling circus moves on. The players have got a couple of um, couple of days off, so they'll sort of be uh, unsighted for the most part until Saturday. Um, and then otherwise, um, yeah, I think it'll be, um, uh, yeah, just trying to get the content machine you know, rolling along. <laughs> <laughs> appetite uh, for, uh, 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 you know, for stories on the series and I understand it was so even um, happy with the cricket has been and, and, you know, obviously the Ashes is always is, uh, captivating. So uh, I'll, um, yeah, I'll be a little bit of time to let my hair down, but uh, still be working pretty, uh, pretty hard, but, yeah, can't complain. So. Right. Oh, it's amazing. you got an amazing gig there, Dan. Um, hey, we'll, we'll leave it there, mate. We'll let you get packing. Um, Really appreciate you giving us some of your time, mate, and uh, what an experience you had. So, uh, well done. <laughs> no, no stress. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're a good man. man. Daniel Cherney, thanks to Code Sports. Their journalist who's covering the Ashes.